And good morning, high school football fans. Welcome to the High School Sports Roundup here on ESPN Radio, Coastal Georgia, and Okie Finokie, all presented by Robbie Robertson Ford. PJ Zuko here with you this morning as uh, we look take a look back on some high school football uh, there last night all over the area. Some huge games last night, big wins by some Coastal Georgia and Okie Finokie area teams, some close matchups uh, there as well. And exciting games uh, from all around uh, the area. But I want to start out, uh, as uh, everyone uh, hopefully knows and remembers and um, uh, takes takes into account today of uh, what, what day it is. Of course, uh, the 20th anniversary of uh, 9-11. And at, at the end of the day, one of those uh, days in history where you feel like uh, every everyone knows, uh, and and you know this might be cliche, but it's true. Uh, everyone kind of knows where they were when they figured out uh, what was happening there with with the twin towers. And, and uh, I mean, not only that, I mean, uh, the the Pentagon, uh, the the flights in Pennsylvania, just uh, every every everything that was going on uh, with the terrorist attacks 20 years ago, and. Just taking a moment, uh, and then not not just taking a moment. I think taking the, taking the day and uh, remembering not only uh, where we were, but but what was happening and how that made us feel, and how we reacted to it, how we came together as a nation through it. Uh, but remembering the the lives lost as well uh, on that day in all those different areas, and not only the lives lost on that day, but also the lives that were affected and uh, lost after that uh, in, in many different facets. You talk about the military, you talk about first responders. I think uh, Christian was uh, very poignant and loved his point yesterday on, on second down about thinking about those first responders that everyone's trying to find a way out, everyone's trying to, in those moments, get out and get away from the wreckage and the carnage of what's going on. And there are people that have the heart that have the the will and just the human nature to well it's it's really against human nature to be honest like like your your first instinct is to get away from from the danger right but their first instinct is to turn around and run back into it and and try and save whoever they can and obviously there were some people who weren't able to get out there were some people who who saved people and weren't able to get out there were some people who are dealing with those effects today of of kind of what they went through in that situation, and uh, love to see the the support for that. Uh, as as Christian was mentioning, like I said, that was a great point by him. And um, you know the the nine eleven, you know the the nine eleven foundation and John Stewart and everything that he's trying to do at raising funds for uh, the first responders who were affected by uh, that situation and by what you know they they went through that day. Um, I, I think is fantastic, but uh, just taking a moment to remember. So uh, again, we we always see it. We said we'd never forget, right? So twenty years to the day, and uh, I think I, I mean even you go back and and look at the times. I think you know things were were transpiring kind of as we speak twenty years ago. So take a moment today, remember that, think about that, and uh, not only that, but but I mean just. Take it all in, remember it, and uh, make sure that we move forward as well as as a nation that's that's together and a nation that's strong and united, um, like 
I feel like we, we responded after that. So back to the football here, but uh, I just wanted to just certainly make known of that and uh, express those thoughts this morning on this 20th anniversary of that day. And uh, at the end of the day, I, I didn't, I didn't really, I mean, I was seven years, I'll date myself. I don't care. I was, I was what, seven years old at this point. So I, I didn't fully know what was going on. Couldn't, couldn't fully grasp it. Uh, but you know, you, you learn and uh, certainly having a, a, a father that uh, a few years after that ended up going overseas to Iraq and, and serving in the military. Um, you know, obviously it, it take into account and you, you learn real quick uh, how lives were affected and how everything was affected uh, through what happened 20 years ago. So just wanted to take a moment and think about that this morning, reflect on that this morning, and uh, be sure that, you know, everyone does the same here on uh, 9-11. But again, some high school football was played last night and some big games, some big wins by uh, Coastal Georgia and Okefenokee uh, area teams. Let's go through the roundup real quick. Brunswick High, 52-24 victory over New Hampstead in, in the Battle of the Unbeatens last night, right? And it's, it's early in the season. Yeah, it's it's uh, week uh, game three there for Brunswick High, game four for New Hampstead. Uh, but this was, you know, this was a battle for sure. I mean, New Hampstead uh, coming in high-flying, scoring all over the place, uh, through the first few games of the season. Uh, Brunswick High looking really strong in their games as well, especially in that second half against McIntosh County Academy a few weeks ago and uh, coming off the bye week. And, man, had the pedal to the floor uh, right as the game started there last night. Very impressive victory uh, for Brunswick High to move to 3-0. and First time uh, since 1999 that the Pirates have started the season 3-0 here in 2021. Uh, Marietta gives Camden County their first Loss of the season there last night with a 42-17 victory. That one 14-14 at halftime. Marietta had a huge second half to pull away from Camden. Last night it was Charlton County over McIntosh County Academy 22-8. Uh, the Buccaneers held an 8-7 lead there at one point, but uh, Charlton County able to pull away there in the second half and, and grab the victory over McIntosh County Academy. Brantley County gets their first win of 2021 with a 21-13 victory over Bacon County last night in a hard-fought uh, game there against Bacon County. So the Herons uh, moved to 1-2 and two on the season and looking forward to seeing what Brantley County does, uh, gaining the momentum there from that victory. Tift area gets the win at Frederica Academy last night. That one 29-7. The Knights uh, just uh, couldn't couldn't control uh, the quarterback there for Tift area last night, and he, he was able to make some big plays there against the night. We'll talk about uh, that here more in a second, but uh, Tiff Derry grabbing the victory there against Frederica Academy. Uh, South Effingham gets the win over Wayne County, 33-30 on a last-second field goal there, so uh, the Mustangs uh, get the victory over Wayne County as uh, Wayne uh, kind of going through it right now. Obviously, uh, you have a tough start to the season with a few losses. Yeah, you know, last week and the COVID issues and things like that that they've been going through, so yeah, I mean, that's just how this works, right? And in, in you know, 2021, and you have some teams that are just affected for whatever reason uh, more uh, with with contact tracing and things like that than other teams. So at the end of the day, Wayne County, uh, tough season to, to start the year. Uh, tough tough few games to start the year. We'll see if the Yellow Jackets can turn it around. Uh, but Glen Academy, Pierce County, and Ware County all off last night there as well as they look forward uh, to some big games next week for all three of those teams. But yeah, as I mentioned, Brunswick High gets off to a, a huge start there against New Hampstead and, and really doesn't look back as it was 21 to nothing 
Uh, the Pirates leading it four minutes into the ball game, so that gives you an idea of just just how hot uh, the Pirates started uh, to get that first three and zero start since nineteen ninety nine. But uh, again, opening kickoff, Brunswick High takes it back seventy eight yards to the four yard line, and uh, Reese Simmons with the first play from scrimmage for the Pirates punches it in four yard touchdown run uh, for Brunswick High, and and just to give you an idea, also I mean. Every facet of the ball game was working well for Brunswick High last night. All three uh, sides of of the football team, offense, defense, special teams, affected uh, the game in big ways for the Pirates. So you have special teams and offense there to start the game. Uh, On the ensuing drive for New Hampstead, it's picked off by Stephon Stanley uh, there for Brunswick High. So big turnover on the defensive side of things for the Pirates. And uh, a few plays later, it's Jacoby Hill uh, running it in the touchdown with a three-yard touchdown run for the Pirates. And touchdown runs a big thing for Brunswick High this year, not only this year, but, I mean, uh, throughout the whole game last night. We'll get to that uh, more in a second. But, again, special teams coming up big on New Hampstead's next possession, a punt blocked by Nick Gray uh, there in the Phoenix's uh, own in the Phoenix own territory. Uh, rolls all the way back, goes out of bounds at the 9. Jacoby Hill punches it in from the 9-yard line on the next play again. So two different one-play drives for the Brunswick High Pirates, uh, resulting in touchdowns, and obviously two drives starting there. Two of the first three drives of the ball game starting inside New Hampstead's own 10 uh, to get up 21 to nothing, and the Pirates never really looked back. Closest it got after that was 31-16 to at halftime. The defense uh, for Brunswick High, though, again, holding strong, after that, New Hampstead able to get the ball after half and uh, drive down to about the 30-yard line, but uh, ended up stalling out due to penalties. And, of course, that Brunswick High defense coming up strong and turning them away. And after uh, another rushing touchdown by the Pirates, uh, the Pirates uh, Brunswick High certainly didn't look back after that. The whole team are rushing for 252 yards last night, seven rushing touchdowns for the Pirates. And uh, you have Jacoby Hill tacking on three touchdowns, Reese Simmons with two Leon Charlton with a touchdown, and Drayden, Jaden Drayton, who played very well, obviously, last night. I mean, working so many different ways, uh, working on kick on the on the special teams uh, for Brunswick High, uh, in the slot, in the Wildcat quarterback, kind of t- taking some ends around, end arounds and things like that. So, a uh, big night for him, and uh, certainly a big season uh, for Jaden Drayton uh, coming up for the Pirates as they move to 3-0. and uh, Sutton Ellis, Je- Jeffrey Way did split time there at quarterback, and uh, both both looked really good for the Pirates as well. So we'll talk to Sean Pender now about all this coming up here on the show as well, and a uh, big win for the Pirates last night there over uh, New Hampstead. And again, uh, some some other tough nights uh, for, for some teams around the area. Yeah, Frederica Academy falling uh, to Tift area. Uh, could not control uh, Dylan Horbert there last night as uh, – the quarterback for uh, Tift area goes 10 for 14, 100, 155 yards with two touchdowns, uh, rush for a buck 45 as well with two touchdowns. So uh, just couldn't contain him. Um, uh, defensively, Tift area pretty strong there last night as well, holding uh, Brunswick, uh, holding Frederica Academy, excuse me, uh, two seven points. And again, there at Camden, a 14 14 game there at halftime. Jamie Felix rushing for two touchdowns in the first half. So a solid night for him. And actually, 17 to 14, Camden leading there in the second half, also. But boom, Marietta goes on a 26 to nothing run to finish off the night as uh, 
Camden County just could not slow down uh, quarterback Tyler Hughes there or Cameron Perry in that connection uh, that they had. So an interesting night all around for sure. Some big wins uh, for Brunswick High, Brantley County uh, there last night. Uh, some tough losses for McIntosh County Academy, Frederica Academy, and Camden. And, of course, uh, Wayne there as well. So uh, that's your look all around the, the coastal Georgia and Okefenokee area. We'll come back and have a packed show uh, with coaches to look forward to. So we'll chat with some more. Uh, we'll chat with some high school football uh, head coaches when we come back here on High School Sports Roundup presented by Robbie Robertson Ford on ESPN Radio Coastal Georgia and Okefenokee, the ESPN app, and ESPNCoastal.com. Stay tuned. And welcome back. It's High School Sports Roundup here on ESPN Radio, Coastal Georgia, and Okefenokee, all presented by Robbie Robertson Ford here on the Roundup. PJ Zuko here with you as we go through uh, all these big high school football games from last night. Brunswick High gets the victory over New Hampstead, 52-24. It was Marietta over Camden County, 40-17. Charlton defeating McIntosh County Academy, 22-8. Brantley County over Bacon County, 21-13. Tiftary defeating uh, Frederica Academy last night, 29-7. And South Effingham uh, gets the victory over Wayne County, 33-30. But as we said, the Pirates of Brunswick High off to that 3-0 start for the first time uh, since 1999 with a victory over New Hampstead last night. Joining us uh, to chat with us about that win over the Phoenix. His team obviously uh, getting a 3-0. Sean Pender, head coach of the Brunswick High Pirates here on the High School Sports Roundup. Coach Pender, great to have you on. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing good, PJ. Always good to wake up with a with a win under your belt. Yeah, Coach, absolutely, and a, and a solid victory for the Pirates last night. Obviously, rush, rushing the football really well, but uh, Coach, I mean, every phase of the game uh, seemed seemed to play really well for the Pirates last night and have a major impact. And obviously, out to a fast start uh, there for the Pirates last night as well. Yeah, you got to credit the special teams for that fast start. You know, we. We opened up the opening kickoff where we were able to take it inside the inside the five yard line to punch one in uh, really quick, and then uh, we had a block punt that was also gave us great field position for another quick score. So, yeah, having we were able to get 21 points and uh, 14 points came up were set up by special teams early in the game, and then um, later on we also did a good job on a punt return, set up another touchdown. So. Uh, definitely uh, good all three phases of the game last night. Yeah, Coach, for sure. And obviously out to a st- good start to the season, 3-0, and and, and uh, coming off the bye week there against the tough team in New Hampstead, getting the victory. But, uh, yeah, just uh, out, able to able to go out there and, and put up 21 really quickly, uh, be able to hold that lead for the rest of the night. Did, did, you, did you have a feeling through the bye week that, uh, that this kind of energy was, was there for the Pirates? They were itching to get back on the field because it seemed like, man, they, they were just – uh, for for lack of a better term, just shot out of a cannon last night. You know, our, our kids enjoy playing football. They're excited uh, going around. We, we we get after it pretty hard. Uh, we we had a tough week um, a week ago, and you know, on a bye week, just physical practice. So we were ready to get back in game week mode. And, uh, once we did that, and when we were focused, we were locked in. We knew New Hampshire um, has a very good program. They've been putting up big numbers and, and doing uh, a lot of good things over the past two years. Last two times we've actually played New Hampstead, we've had a come on victory, so we knew what they had, and we were just prepared to play. So, yeah, I wasn't surprised. This is what our team does, and I hope we continue. Yeah, Coach, for sure. Uh, talking to Sean Pender, head coach of the Brunswick High Pirates here on the High School Sports Roundup. They get the victory over New Hampstead last night, 52-7. to 
and uh, 52 to 24, excuse me. Uh, but coach, thinking about those those seven uh, rushing touchdowns uh, from your Pirates last night, as uh, the the Phoenix, it was it was tough for them to slow down your your rushing game. Uh, the offensive line obviously paving the the road real well, and uh, obviously, uh, whatever running board, whatever running back was able to take the rock on each uh, drive, uh, certainly that uh, they kept their legs turning and got those tough yards up inside. Oh, for sure. You know, we, we relied on the power game uh, most of the night and running behind a very good offensive line led by Kenia Charlton. And, you know, for the game, uh, there was a little trash talking, you know, at uh, Charlton. And, you know, Charlton, you know, we decided to give him a chance to respond to the, all the trash talking with his, with his works. And he did. He did a tremendous job. And he worked over the, the, the defensive end, from New Hampshire that was trying to trash talk him before the game. And, you know, by the end of the night, uh, we, you know, he was having his way with him. And it was just a really good feeling for that young man to be able to go out there and dominate the way he did and then lead the way for our, our running backs all to have great nights. Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, able to respond to that in a big way uh, for the, the offensive lineman that, that there with Charlton. And, of course, uh, uh, all, all the running backs are able to do a really solid job as well. And, Coach, uh, I know uh, Sutton Ellis, Jeffrey Way, uh, still splitting time there at quarterback and still both playing really well. Both had uh, impressive drives there last night and uh, big plays for the Pirates, uh, whether it be in the passing game or their ability to to run the football as well. Oh, yeah. Don't forget about Jaden Drayton, too. He also took some quarterbacks. Now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Yeah, we, um, you know, both those guys, though, uh, you know, with, with Way and, and uh, Sutton, they, they both work extremely hard. They both battle back and forth. And all summer long, we've just been rotating and moving one in and moving one out and just, you know, just keep working kind of like we do with the running backs. And it's, you know, with this team, it's working. So if it's working, we're going to continue with it. And, and um, you know, maybe eventually one of the, the two might – separate themselves but right now they're they're both uh quality quarterbacks and both of them are doing really good jobs talking to sean pender head coach of the brunswick high pirates here on the high school sports roundup uh, moved to three and zero on the season with a victory over new Hampstead last night and uh, coach flipping it over to the defensive side of the ball uh, i know thomas tedder calls it that that black flag defense and they were they were certainly waving it last night had some uh, big plays there against the, the offense which has a lot of firepower there on New Hampstead's side of things, but uh, some big turnovers as well. I know the tip ball interception, a forced fumble uh, for the defense as well, and uh, obviously uh, able to slow down that passing game of uh, Polly Seeley and New Hampstead and, and uh, get in his face with the pass rush and uh, be able to, to slow them down, obviously, enough for uh, the running the, the offense to do their thing. Oh, yeah, and you got to give credit you know, to um, the quarterback there for, for New Hampstead. He... We, we have a pretty good pass rush, and we get after it pretty good. But that kid was able to extend some plays, and he made, he made a lot of plays. And he did them in, in crucial situations. He threw two of the touchdown passes he threw were um, on fourth down. You know, and that, it was like fourth and long. And uh, he, he made one of them was right before the half and did a great job of beating the blitz and, and uh, hitting the receiver and, and then making us pay for it. Uh, he did, and he does a great job with the two-point conversions. You know, we we had a hard time stopping them. We didn't even stop them all night long. And you know, that quarterback, he he makes it work. He he he's something special. That that kid is um, definitely um, looks like he might have the future in this game. 
Yeah, like you said, solid quarterback there for for New Hampstead. Uh, able to make a few plays, uh, you know, obviously here and there, and and uh, move the football a little bit there last night. But like you said, the pass rush uh, for Brunswick High able to get after them uh, as well and make them uncomfortable on several different situations. And uh, coach defensively too. Um, that front seven defensive line able to uh, slow down the run game. I know uh, they're, they're normally a little bit more more balanced when it comes to their attack, but uh, able to slow down that run game, make some big plays, uh, stopping them at the line of scrimmage and turning them back a few times as well. Oh, a- absolutely. Our defense is very, very physical, and um, they get after it. And, and, you know, the line of scrimmage, we, we take a lot of pride in trying to win that line of scrimmage. And, you know, those guys did a good job up front. Um, Forcing, forcing, uh, no holes to be there. You know, you know, Adam Awiba had another good night and started to step on Stanley at, at linebacker. And then, yeah, that defensive front did really, really well as well. You know, of course, led by Keishon Thomas. Uh, they, they just, they're doing a good job. The defense is, is really doing well. And again, you know, New Hampshire said to hold a team, the powerhouse like them offensively to only three, three touchdowns. That's, that's that was pretty impressive. Yeah, no doubt. An impressive performance all around it. And, uh, Coach, you mentioned a few guys there, and uh, another one I feel like uh, made, made some big plays and uh, a big impact there last night, and that certainly uh, has has some time left as only a sophomore there on that defense is Devin Smith. Well, what, is, what does he bring to the table? He had some big hits last night, some big pressures, uh, I feel like, for the Pirates, and obviously uh, being a sophomore, he's got some time ahead of him as well. Oh, yeah, Devin's a special player. Um, he's got uh, a different kind of speed coming off that edge, strong, um, and he's still figuring the game out, PJ. And he just does nothing but get better and better. And uh, yeah, he, he does a tremendous job um, at the outside linebacker spot. Also does a tremendous job on special teams. You know, watch him flying down there on kickoff. He, he makes a lot of plays as well. Yeah, for sure. And like you said, making big plays on special teams, special teams all night, making making big plays for the Pirates, big kickoff return, big block punt uh, for the Pirates to, to set up uh, Brunswick High and some very, very good uh, field position there inside the 10 for New Hampstead. So uh, like we said, all three phases of the game working for the Pirates last night to uh, give them that victory over New Hampstead, 52-14, to moved to 3-0 and on the season. But uh, Sean Pender, head coach of the Brunswick High Pirates, our guest, here on the High School Sports Roundup. Coach, great to have you on it and talk with you here this morning. Congratulations there on the win last night, but best of luck as uh, you look forward to uh, moving forward throughout the 2021 season as well. We'll talk to you again soon. All right. Thank you, PJ. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it, Coach. Uh, Sean Penner, head coach of the Brunswick High Pirates, our guest here on the High School Sports Roundup. So, yeah, the 52-24 victory there over New Hampstead last night and uh, just getting after it on all three phases of the game several different players making some big plays he did he did mention Drayden Drayton yeah making some big plays at quarterback taking the kind of the, the wildcat uh, package and doing his work with it didn't didn't think of that off the top of my head just for the fact that was was running mainly out of that but still had some huge run plays off of that uh, a touchdown I believe called back but still was able to get in the end zone late in the game on an end around uh, and and had some big first downs as well. I believe a fourth and one late in the game that he was able to convert there from the Wildcat, uh, quote-unquote Wildcat package uh, there for Jaden Drayton. So that a special player. And I said it last night as, a, you know, you, you can call this a, a two- or three-headed monster running back if, if you want to. It's really a, a four or five. Uh, I mean, you have Pat Leggett back there, Leon, Leon Charlton as well, along with Jacoby Hill and Reese Simmons. And then, yeah, Jaden Drayton in the mix. 
as you know he's not necessarily your true running back, but he's going to run the football quite a bit out of the, the quarterback spot, taking some snaps there, uh, out of out of the slot reverses and things like that. I mean, uh, rushing the football in this offense is is fun to watch, no doubt, especially when they're doing it well. And uh, especially when they're making those blocks up front for the Pirates, which uh, they certainly were last night to be able to end route to seven touchdowns there for the Pirates offensively and uh, through through the rushing game. And uh, just what, when you have all three phases of the ball working working well, it's a, it's a fun thing to watch, no doubt. But uh, Brunswick High gets the win there last night to move to 3-0. and Brantley County got their first win of 2021 last night as well. They uh, defeat Bacon County 21-13. When we come back, we'll talk to Jeff Cannon, head coach of the Brantley County Herons, here on the High School Sports Roundup on ESPN Radio, Coastal Georgia, and Okie Finoki, the ESPN app, ESPNCoastal.com. Welcome back. It's High School Sports Roundup here on ESPN Radio, Coastal Georgia, and Okie Finoki, all presented by Robbie Robertson Ford, P.J. Zuko here with you this morning chatting about all these big high school football games from last night. Let's go through the roundup uh, one more time here. Brunswick High defeating New Hampstead last night, 52-24. to It was Marietta over Camden County, 42-17. Charlton County defeating McIntosh County Academy, 22-8. Brantley County over Bacon County, 21-13. Tift area defeating Frederica Academy, 29-7. And... Uh, South Effingham, excuse me, uh, defeating Wayne County 33-30 there last night in, in a barn burner there between the Mustangs and the Yellow Jackets. But uh, last night, as we said, Brantley County got the victory over Bacon County 21-13. That's the Herons' first victory here of 2021. And joining us now to chat with us about his team, that win last night is Jeff Cannon, the head coach of the Brantley County Herons. Uh, coach Cannon, great to have you on. How you doing this morning? Doing great, PJ. Thanks for thanks for having us on. Yeah, Coach, absolutely. Great to have you on. And, uh, yeah, like we said, able to get out there last night, grab that victory over Bacon County 21-13. to And uh, I know, uh, Ben, I know uh, the, the close one there with Charlton County there to, to start the year, you have the, the delay and everything like that, have to come back on Saturday and finish that one. And uh, Ben kind of fighting it and scratching and clawing it to get the win there, uh, there last night and uh, finally able to do that over Bacon County and a hard-fought victory uh, there, 21-13. Yeah, you know, P.J., um, we're, you know, we're no exception to, to every other school in South Georgia that was fighting some, some COVID-related things, and, and it's just been a really hard uh, start to the year. You know, we, we were able to play, you know, a scrimmage in our first two games, and then um, – and those first two varsity football games, you know, we're playing with like 60% of our roster. And, uh, and you know, that's just really tough, tough on our kids, tough to prepare. And, man, they're just battlers, though. You know, this is my fourth season here at Brantley. And, and really uh, that toughness and, and that, that just tremendous effort um, on Friday night is, is something that defines our kids. You know, we, you know, we don't have a – know a a gun just full of athletic bullets you know we've got one or two um but the rest is just really out of sheer will and an outstanding effort and so um got you know within a score against a really good charlton county team um went up to brooklyn and played a a a really really good southeast bullet team that we might actually we cross over with that region so we might actually get to play them again um you know got coveted out uh, of our Jeff Davis game, and then finally, you know, as, as full strength as we could be, 
against a, a, a full strength as, as Bacon has been all year as well. Uh, we were able to put together a, a you know a, a, a football game to where we played outstanding defense and you know ball control on offense, and we were able to produce uh, on both sides and some uh, shore up some special teams just a little bit, but they were pretty sound uh, beginning to end. And I'm just proud of our kids and our coaches. They put in just a lot of work, and it was really nice to to, to finally reap some benefits uh, and get that victory. Yeah, Coach, absolutely. And you talk about, I mean, having to go through all the COVID things and contact tracing, things like that, and having guys in and out of the lineup and everything like that, just a, a tough way to, to go about uh, going through a, a high school football season. Uh, hopefully uh, by the end of this year, we, we can kind of get past that for sure. But uh, Coach, like you said, uh, both sides of the ball playing real well last night. Let's start defensively as uh, able to make some big plays, uh, control that offense there of, of Bacon County and uh, really come up big when you guys needed them to uh, defensively there for the Herons. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what a great night for, for Brantley County defense. Uh, you know, there's just so, so many kids that I could talk about. And, of course, Eddie Fields, our defense coordinator, just did a great job, had a great game plan. But, you know, we had a, a handful of fourth down stops, and, and, and one of them was a goal line stand early, um, you know, where, it, where they're on like the, the one foot line. It might have been even inside the one foot line on third down, and we stopped them twice. And that's just, uh, man, that's just awesome to see. And, and I'm so excited for those kids. Little Michael Connor contributed there ryan ratliff rj bryan at linebacker they both contributed there um just just a whole lot of fun and you know really um being able to score on defense is always exceptional and uh you know little michael connor from the nose guard position was able to get some pressure and and get some contact with the quarterback and the ball just kind of floated on him a little bit and one of our safeties joel willis uh caught it and, and ran it back returned it for a touchdown so being able to score on defense in a and, and ended up winning a one-score game is pretty significant. Um, you know, we didn't we didn't start the second half of the game uh, the way we finished the first half, and that cost us. So we we kicked off and aided by some penalties, you know, and uh, some sloppy play. Our, our uh, bacon drove and scored. And then on, a, on the very first snap of our, uh, our our next offensive possession, we threw an interception. Now our defense held after that, though, but we gave. You know, bacon, plenty of opportunities, I guess. And I'm just really proud of how our kids persevered and finished that football game. Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, finishing well, being able to score on on defense is uh, always a plus for sure, especially when it comes to a, a close, hard-fought ball game like that. And uh, defensively coming up strong there uh, for the Brantley County Herons last night to get the victory over Bacon County. T- chatting with Jeff Cannon, head coach of the Brantley County Herons uh, football team here on the High School Sports Roundup, presented by Robbie Robertson Ford. And uh, Coach, you mentioned the offense there, obviously able to have a solid night as well. Uh, like you said, able to play your game and, and have that uh, time possession a time of possession that uh, be very important there for that offense as well. I know uh, you, you mentioned a, a, an interception there, a, a mistake here and there, but at the end of the day, offensively able to, uh, again, click well enough to, to get in the end zone and uh, certainly uh, do good things for the Herons and come away with the win. Well, I was, I was again, really proud of our, our coaching staff. Clint Cannon's our offense coordinator, and um, him and his staff on that side of the ball just did a great job. Now, we took the opening kickoff, and drove down and scored. Uh, we ended up a first and goal on the five and um, did a little power read with the quarterback and um, 
you know, our sophomore quarterbacks doing a, doing a pretty good job back there. Um, his name's Kirkland, and he got it down to about the one foot line. And then on second and goal, we were able to get in our wishbone package and just quarterback sneak it in. And uh, but then we didn't score again until about two minutes left in the game. And uh, but I got to tell you, we we were able to hold the ball and keep our defense on the sideline, uh, which was really really helpful. And um, we were able to move, shot ourselves in the foot. You said it, you know, uh, penalties, uh, the one turnover. But I was pretty pretty excited about how our offensive line responded. Kellen Middleton, you know, obviously a pretty special player for us. You know, he returns kicks, covers kicks. You know, plays every snap on defense, plays just about every snap on offense. You know, he caught a few balls and was able to run some, which was good. We have a freshman, Kendall Wright, who um, I hope is, is going to have a bright future. And he really ran the ball hard for us. So we haven't done stats yet, but I'm really looking forward to that. But um, after that, it was it was Kirkland Cannon uh, throwing the ball around. Kellen Middleton had some some catches. Brian Hyatt had one or two. But Quentin Walker at, at wide receiver caught a wide receiver screen on third and four with about two minutes to go and, and took it to the house from about 43 yards. Uh, making a couple guys miss on the way, and it was it was just outstanding. Will Mason, who's our left tackle, sprinted out there and, and uh, had a great pancake block on the corner. You know, it's kind of a you know, trap the chains kind of thing. And um, Quentin did the rest. That really that really put the nail in the coffin. Then, and our defense had to go out there and stop them one more time, and they did. But golly, it was really the theme of the night. And, uh, you know, some people were asking me about. You know, it looks like you really found your identity, and I'm pretty sure they were talking about what we were doing on offense. And I said, yeah, our identity is the way we play defense. And uh, so I'm just really excited how our, our kids have bought in to, uh, to what our coaches are teaching and, um, you know, what we're selling here at Brantley about playing hard, playing fast, and uh, really giving great effort. Absolutely. And that, they certainly did that last night. Like I said, both, both sides of the ball playing well and defensively making those stops and playing a hard-nosed defense coming up. Huge win. The Herons needed it. Uh, with those fourth down stops and turnovers, touchdowns, and things like that uh, there by the defense. Coach, uh, finally, as we look forward now for the Herons, get that first victory. Uh, I know big matchup, uh, big matchups uh, coming up for the rest of the schedule as well, getting into region play, all that good stuff. Also, uh, what, when you look at the, just the team where it's at right now, what, what can you still progress on? What do you need to see the Herons keep doing uh, well here through to 2021 uh, to keep getting victories like this? Yeah, you know, I just think we need to just have that one and zero every week mentality. You know, um, the the next game's huge because it's the next game. You know, and this and this next one is is you know always kind of makes me think a little bit. You know, we've got you know Brandon Derrick and the and the Frederick Academy Knights coming to Caney Bay uh, Friday. So, um, you know, he's one of my best friends, and uh, I, I I know a lot of those kids over there on that team and. Uh, you know, we really look forward uh, to that matchup. They're very talented. Um, you know, and uh, you know, Coach Derrick's one of the best in the business. So I know we've got our work cut out for us, and we're just going to go back to work. Um, you know, each week, and uh, so then you know, the next one is, is Frederica Academy. So that's uh, that's who we're going to focus on and, and going to try to get better. Absolutely, sounds great. Like you said, always a fun matchup, and I know the relationship uh, you guys have. Uh, there as well just makes it even even more fun and, and interesting uh, without a doubt so Brantley County Frederica Academy Friday night uh, looking forward to that no doubt like you say in Katie Bay out there at in Brantley County but uh, Jeff Cannon head coach 
of the Brantley County Herons, our guest here on the High School Sports Roundup, getting the big victory over Bacon County last night, 21-13. Coach, great to have you on. Thanks for coming on once again. Uh, Best of luck as you move throughout the year, and we'll certainly be talking to you again soon. DJ, thank you, man. Go Herons. I appreciate it, Coach. Uh, Jeff Cannon, head coach of the Brantley County Herons, our guest here on the High School Sports Roundup, all presented by Robbie Robertson Ford. So, yeah, the Herons get the victory there. Look forward to Frederica Academy coming up next week. We'll see if they can start a little bit of a run here before they get into region play. And that, again, interesting uh, as, you know, you get the victory over Bacon County last night, have that crossover matchup later in the year, could be playing Bacon County uh, once again. So that's certainly uh, notable and, uh, you know, take some notes for for Brantley County just in case you got to play them again. Uh, but defensively able to come up strong, time of possession huge there offensively, and uh, able to make the big plays uh, when they needed it there, especially late in the ball game with that touchdown to preserve the victory, grab the victory and preserve it uh, defensively uh, for the Brantley County Herons. But we'll come back, rack it, wrap it all up, and uh, get you set for the rest of your Saturday here on the High School Sports Roundup presented by Robbie Robertson Ford on ESPN Radio Coastal Georgia and Okie Finoki. And welcome back. It's High School Sports Roundup here on ESPN Radio Coastal Georgia and Okie Finoki. It's all presented by Robbie Robertson Ford here on the Roundup. Let's go through this one more time. Brunswick High gets the victory over New Hampstead last night, 52-24. It was a 40-17 victory for Marietta over Camden County last night uh, following a big 26-0 run in the second half. Uh, Charlton County defeats McIntosh County Academy 22-8. Brantley County gets the first win of 2021 for the Herons, 21-13 to over Bacon County. Tifteria defeats Frederica Academy. The Knights drop to 1-2 and on the season. Tifteria wins that one, 29-7. South Effingham defeats Wayne County last night, 33-30. As uh, the Yellow Jackets uh, going through a tough season right now, uh, as uh, you know, going through contact tracing, COVID issues, things like that, already had a, a game canceled there last week, so... Uh, Wayne County just having a, a tough year to start 2021. But Glen Academy, Pierce County, Ware County all off last night. But uh, we'll see them back in action coming up this week, hopefully. And uh, certainly looking forward to another full slate of high school football uh, there next Friday. Some big games on the schedule. We talked about Brantley County, Frederica Academy. That one going to be fun for sure out at Brantley County with, with the connection that those coaches have. But have some other huge matchups as well that we'll be sure to talk about next Saturday, every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. here on ESPN Radio Coastal Georgia and Okie Finoki. It's the High School Sports Roundup presented by Robbie Robertson Ford. But I want to thank you for joining us here on the show this morning. Of course, look forward to some huge college football games later in the day. I'm P.J. Zuko, hoping you have a fantastic rest of your day. Stay safe. God bless. And good morning, high school football fans. Welcome to the High School Sports Roundup on ESPN Radio. Savannah Hilton had the ESPN app ESPNCoastal.com. PJ Zuko here with you. It's all fueled by N Market here on the Roundup as well. But PJ Zuko here with you as we uh, take a look at some huge high school football games from last night all around the Savannah Hilton Head area and some big wins uh, by some Savannah Hilton Head area teams, some tough losses as well. Uh, but that, that's how it goes on any given uh, Friday night here in the high school football season. But want to start here as but um, I, I feel like on a, on a day like today and uh, what today is, you can really only start with one thing. And that is, of course, uh, 20 years ago today. I'm um, uh, going through what, what we went through there with, with the terrorist uh, attacks in New York and 
Um, uh, really, the, all across uh, the country is you, you had the Pentagon struck, you had Flight 93 in Pennsylvania going down in Pennsylvania as well. And uh, no matter what, no, no matter how you look at it, all those uh, lives lost now 20 years ago. And I think that a moment in time that you have certain moments, I know it's cliche and can be, but uh, you have moments in time that everyone remembers where you were when you experienced uh, such a thing. And when it's something like that, we all experienced it together. Um, I know I'll date myself, whatever. I don't care. I, I, seven years old, uh, when that all happened, didn't really, wasn't really able to process exactly what was going on, but knew it was amazingly terrible and uh, something that, that should never have happened and should never happen again. Um, and, you know, just uh, going through that, processing that, and, and having to learn all about it, of course, uh, having, you know, a, a dad that ended up responding to that, what was already in the military, had to go overseas a few years after that. And uh, yeah, living through that, you certainly learn about it all real quick. Uh, but today is a, obviously a day of not only remembrance, but, but I think it's actively remembering and, and actively staying vigilant and uh, not, not only remembering and, and not forgetting what happened, uh, but also continuing uh, to fight for that, something like that to, to not happen again. And uh, standing, remember how we responded to that as well, Re remembering how we, we responded to that as a country. And uh, I feel like a lot of people have, have said and, and remembered a united nation after that, probably, a, I, I don't know about more so, but equal to, you know, the, the, the highest amount of, you know, unification that, that the country is, has had and seen, um, you know, throughout our history. So you talk about that, remember that, keep that in mind as you move forward throughout your day. And, and I mean, not only today, right? Well, we say it about a lot of things, but not only today, but moving forward as well and applying it uh, to, to every single day. And just thinking about, of course, how all that affected, all that transpired on that day, um, affected so many lives, whether that be, of course, remembering those lives that, that were lost on that day, whether it be, you know, just, just a, a bystander, just, just, just a normal person, or whether it be a, a member of the military or, or a member of a, a, fir a first responder. Um, that, and uh, Christian uh, had a really good point on second down yesterday that oh, was really poignant, uh, thinking of, of those first responders and, and not only what they went through on that day, the ones we lost on that day who saved people. And they, I mean, there's people who are alive that day because of them, and maybe they're not. And there's also first responders who are still dealing with the effects of what they did that day, char charging into, you know, a burning building, a building that's that's you know about to collapse, and and saving people. And they, yeah, they were able to get out, but. Uh, still dealing with the effects, of whether, whether it be their lungs or their body or, or whatever, with, with what they inhaled, uh, still dealing with that. And just the, you know, I, you know, I think everyone knows personally uh, first responders, whether it be family, friends, um, you know, distant friends, whatever. But to think human nature is, is to save yourself, right? To get out, to, to, to run away from those kind of instances in any way you can and those that are first responders and, and those that actively worked on that day and, and 
helped during that day turned around and and ran in to the danger ran in and they do I mean they do it every day right but the, but that on such a huge scale obviously uh, running in and and doing what they need to do just to save their fellow man uh, so not only remember the ones that did that on that day 20 years ago as uh, I, we're going through the morning right now right uh, as we speak uh, things were happening as we speak the attacks were happening and you know we were all digesting it and trying to just process what was even happening as uh, I'm sure a lot of people, uh, whether they were my age or not, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, just still couldn't. Um, so just to remember all that today. And of course, uh, not only, uh, again, not only the, the people that we lost and uh, ev- the things that we lost, but also the ones that are still going through the effects of what they did that day and still going through the effects of, of the people that they helped that day uh, in their own bodies and in their own lives. And, uh, you know, uh, consider, consider helping out. I'm sure there's, uh, you know, there's, there's of course uh, plenty of foundations to, to help out people like that for sure. And, um, you know, Christian brought up uh, John Stewart and the work that he's doing uh, to be able to, to support and help those people. So uh, especially um, I think that that's uh, certainly a, a poignant and, and a smart thing to, to think about for sure if you're looking to do that. But no, absolutely. Just want to, want to take note of that. And, uh, again, just not only to not forget and to remember what happened, but also to actively pursue, uh, that kind of united uh, nation, that kind of united people that we were in response to nine 11 and in response to everything that happened. But again, high school football was played last night. Did want to start the show with that, though, as I feel like, obviously, um, that the most important thing on this day. But uh, high school football, big high school football games last night all around the area. Some huge wins uh, for some Savannah and Hilton Head area teams uh, there as well. Of course, last night you heard it here on ESPN Radio Savannah Hilton Head, ESPN app, ESPNCoastal.com, um, uh, ESPN's uh, high school Coverage of Benedictine Cadets football presented by Savannah Toyota and the Cadets able to get the huge victory there over North Oconee last night in that one uh, for the Cadets. It was 48 to 17 for the Cadets over North Oconee and a huge victory for the Cadets' first win of the season uh, for Benedictine. You heard it right here with uh, Christian and Kevin on the call. And also last night, uh, New Hampstead traveled down to Brunswick High. Uh, sadly, not the same result there for the Phoenix as uh, Brunswick High gets the victory 52-24. to You heard that one and saw that one here on ESPNCoastal.com uh, uh, with our ESPN High School Game Day Game of the Week fueled by N Market, brought to you by the Savannah and Low Country Honda dealers and Brunswick High able to run the football real well last night. And uh, New Hampstead still able to fight back quite a bit. Got it within uh, two scores a few times after a fast start by Brunswick High. But uh, the, the 6A school there, obviously able to use uh, the depth there and um, uh, you know just the, the, their talent, being able to run the football real well and uh, kind of tire out, I feel like, that, that defensive line of New Hampstead. But either way, the, the Pirates able to get the victory there last night, 52-24. But uh, Johnson gets the victory over Jenkins last night. Uh, there for the Adam Smashers, first win of 2021 for Johnson, 14-8. It was Islands defeating Savannah last night, 35-0 uh, for the Sharks' uh, second win of the season 
Uh, Metter gets the win over Savannah Country Day 42-10 there last night. John Millage Academy. Man, John Millage, what a program uh, that is. And uh, 27 straight now uh, for John Millage Academy. They defeat Savannah Christian 42-7. But uh, that's such a, I mean, that really, John Millage kind of a program, kind of in a league of its own as uh, they're in Giza there and they're just, they're just rolling everybody right now. So uh, John Millage, very solid football team, obviously. Calvary Day uh, gets the victory at North Cobb. Christian 28 Two nothing for the Cavaliers. Another big victory there. Uh, Charlton County gets the win over McIntosh County Academy, uh, twenty-two to eight. It was uh, South Effingham defeating Wayne County last night, thirty-three to thirty. Porter God School uh, got the victory over Bethesda Academy last night, forty-nine to nothing there as well at Daffin Park. That game uh, scheduled there midweek uh, for Bethesda after their last game was canceled, and sadly uh, they come home with. Uh, the loss there at Daffin. But uh, Tift area able to beat Frederica Academy 29-7 to there last night. Hilton Head prep defeats St. Andrews 14-0. It was Hilton Head uh, defeating Lake Marion 27-6 to there as well. And some huge ones there. Buford getting the victory over West Ashley uh, 38-7 to last night also. But, yeah, again, some some big wins uh, by some Savannah area schools. I uh, got to... You know, uh, look good for for uh, Benedictine and feel good. I'm sure to get that victory over North Oconee. That one, uh, you know, close late in the ball game before uh, the cadets able to stretch it out and get some big late touchdowns with uh, seven eight minutes to go left in the ball game. But but the cadets, uh, Justin Thomas having a huge night, over 200 yards rushing uh, on the night for Justin Thomas and defensively able to come up big uh, when they needed to uh, there for Benedictine, but. We'll hear from Danny Britt, head coach of the Cadets, uh, here in the, later in the show and uh, chat with him uh, just about how much he, he thinks this team has progressed. Obviously, um, uh, last week, uh, tough losses over the first uh, couple weeks of the season against some really good programs uh, for the Cadets as well, but just uh, not not putting it all together, not executing uh, extremely well to to a high level, and I heard that from, from Coach Britt himself, but... Uh, last night, obviously able to put it together. Maybe not put it all together. Uh, some some mistakes here and there still. Uh, but you're going to have that when you play football. So uh, Benedictine able to to put it together and, and get that victory over North Oconee. And uh, really, Justin Thomas able to show out uh, big last night with over 200 yards rushing. For uh, New Hampstead, they uh, fall to Brunswick High there. And again, uh, just uh, not able to kind of respond and rebound from a fast start. For the Pirates, it was twenty-one to nothing with eight minutes to go there in the first quarter uh, for the Pirates, and really every facet of the ball thing, ball game coming up big for Brunswick High, as they were able to take the opening kickoff back all the way uh, back to the four-yard line there of New Hampstead f- score on their first uh, play from scrimmage there with Reese Simmons on the touchdown run ensuing possession, uh, a tipped pass tipped up. Uh, to, uh, to Stephon Stanley for Brunswick High, gets the interception. A few plays later, Jacoby Hill runs it in for a three-yard touchdown. And uh, following that, a punt block for New Hampstead, uh, for Brunswick High on New Hampstead. Uh, the Pirates get the ball there on the nine-yard line, starting for the second time in three drives inside the 10 of New Hampstead, uh, starting a possession there. And uh, Jacoby Hill, again, nine-yard touchdown run uh, for the Pirates to make it 21 nothing. You take it from there. Uh, really, New Hampstead plays pretty well throughout the whole rest of the night. Uh, Polly Seely 
able to get going after that, and he ends up finishing the night um, a 14 for 37 there, 237 yards on the evening. Huge touchdown pass to Toronio Bias, um, who had seven catches for 107 yards as well. And uh, Polly Seeley also another touchdown pass at the end of the second quarter uh, for Tisamari Dowdy for 46 yards and uh, ended up being able to cut it within two possessions a few different times there, 31 to 16, 38 to 24 late. Uh, but Brunswick High's defense was able to seal up. Uh, some some late fourth down plays and a big fumble uh, recovery as well in, in the middle of the game uh, for the Pirates defense. But, I mean, at the end of the day, I think New Hampstead played very solidly against a, a 6A team that's very deep there in Brunswick High and has a, a huge offensive line and defensive line uh, as well and certainly leaned on that last night. Of course, you have seven rushing touchdowns uh, from the Brunswick High Pirates, so really leaned on the rush game and, and on that big offensive line. Uh, there for the Pirates, and I think, you know, I can't, as uh, Coach uh, as Coach Hockman said in, uh, on, in Savannah Now, and uh, certainly appreciate uh, Dennis Knight there with his uh, Savannah Now uh, stats, uh, keeping us up to date here. A bit shout out to Dennis Knight for that, but uh, no, it can't hang your head about this one very much. I mean, uh, Brunswick High, a very solid team, and at the end of the day, uh, I believe the quote there was uh, from Kyle Hockman, yeah, we're if we're not, if we're going to lose, we're going to learn from it, right? And if we're going to lose, we're going to learn. So, at the end of the day, New Hampstead uh, certainly uh, learning a few things there last night and being able to to respond from that. Have a bye week uh, for the Phoenix coming up. So, looking forward to seeing what they can do through that and uh, keep on progressing. Is uh, a lot of firepower uh, there offensively uh, for the Phoenix. They showed that last night, able to spread the the ball around uh, quite a bit still against a very tough defense, uh, but still. Brunswick High just able to lean on that running game and get the big win uh, there last night. But some big uh, other wins for Savannah area teams. Uh, Got to congratulate the Adam Smashers there of Johnson coming home with a 14-8 victory over Jenkins, their first one of the year. Calvary Day uh, traveling and showing out real well on the road there against North Cobb Christian, really controlling that ball game, especially defensively winning that 28 to nothing. And Islands getting their first, their second win of the year there against Savannah, uh, 35 to nothing. So uh, some some big notable victories for Savannah area teams, and we'll look forward to, to seeing how, of course, these teams progress uh, throughout the week, and uh, looking forward to next week as well. But we'll come back, start talking to some high school football coaches here on the High School Sports Roundup, and get uh, what they saw last night. First up, Danny Britt, head coach of the Benedictine Cadets, will join us here right around the corner on the High School Sports Roundup, fueled by N Market on ESPN Radio Savannah Hilton at the ESPN app and ESPNCoastal.com. And welcome back. It's High School Sports Roundup here on ESPN Radio Savannah Hilton at the ESPN app, ESPNCoastal.com, all fueled by N-Market. PJ Zuko here with you this morning as we look at all these high school football games from last night and the big wins uh, by some Savannah and uh, Hilton Head area teams for sure. One of those, the Benedictine Cadets, as they get the victory over North Oconee, Last night, 48-17. Joining us now to chat with us about that big win for the Cadets. First one of 2021 here uh, here this season. Uh, coach Britt, Coach Danny Britt, head coach of the Benedictine Cadets, joins us here on the High School Sports Roundup. Uh, coach Britt, great to have you on. How are you doing this morning? I'm good, PJ. Thank you for having me. I'm uh, currently traveling up to uh, Athens to go, go watch the Dolls play and, of course, see Southern, uh, Southern Cheer. Yeah, Coach, absolutely, and uh, certainly can't wait for that one. I know it's been a lot of talk about 
uh, UAB and, and the Dogs uh, here this afternoon. Uh, who's who's playing there at quarterback, all that good stuff. But uh, now, as you said, uh, certainly uh, look forward to, to seeing that here later uh, this afternoon for Georgia. And, of course, uh, you being able to, to see Southern there as well and uh, go out there and do her thing, no doubt. But, uh, Coach, you guys able to do that last night as uh, you come out, uh, play, take on North Oconee, able to take the lead there late in the second half, and then obviously uh, pull away late as well and grab that first victory of 2021, 48-17. Yeah, uh, proud of the kids. Um, starting off 0-2 was, was miserable, and I think we were all feeling it. And uh, So there was a, a release last night afterwards, a, a sense of relief, really. And the kids came out. We still, we still had some major mistakes that we've got to fix, but um, – the, the energy level and the contact, the physicality was there. And uh, so I'm proud of them for that. Yeah, Coach, absolutely. And I, that, that was, I think, uh, you know, my, my main uh, question coming into today and after seeing that game last night is uh, I know – you know, you, you were disappointed with, with several different things uh, over the course of those first uh, couple games and just you know, what, what you saw from, from, from your guys and whatnot. Uh, but being able to progress through some of that there last night, yeah, it would be making some mistakes still and, and having a hiccup here and there. Uh, but how much do you feel like the team progressed from one week to another from last Friday to, to this Friday night? Yeah, definitely uh, we got better this week. We actually um... – changed up how we're practicing, uh, got a lot more people involved in the practice, getting a lot more reps. Um, it's going to make us better. Uh, it made us better this week. It'll make us better every week and throughout the season and how we're doing those things. And uh, the kids sensed it, felt it, uh, you know, bought into it. And um, so we will continue to get better. And when you, and that's, that's why you play really good teams uh, is, is they will force you to get better. Uh, maybe, and you don't really have the change when you're winning. Even when you win poorly, a lot of times you you just don't have the change. And and uh, but when you lose, baby, you you figure out a way to get get better from it. And uh, and I think we have, and, and hopefully we'll continue to improve each week. Right, absolutely, Danny Britt, head coach of the Benedictine Cadets, our guest here on the High School Sports Roundup uh, fueled by N Market. Get the victory over North Oconee last night, 48-17 uh, uh, there last night. But, C- Coach, uh, obviously uh, one of the big bright spots of the evening kind of jumps off the page. Justin Thomas uh, able to run the football for uh, over 200 yards last night and had some huge uh, gains there, especially in the second half. Huge impact being able to pull away uh, from North Oconee with uh, Justin Thomas rushing the football. Yeah, definitely. Uh, one, I thought we uh, got the edge well. We blocked, uh, I think our tackles blocked well, uh, Henry Hill specifically, uh, so that we could get the edge. I think our slot backs uh, blocked well uh, so that we could. But then Justin, he's a special cat, and uh, we know that. I mean, we've all seen it. Uh, he can do some things but physically, but w- what really makes him special is what's inside his, his chest. You know, he, he just he wants to win. He wants to be great. He's the type that when, when it comes to that time, he says, give me the ball, and it's never a bad play call to give number four the ball. Right, Coach, absolutely. And you talk about uh, Justin Thomas, obviously the whole offense working together to, to be able to have a really solid night. Uh, you, you know, always talk about Holden Garner and what he's able to do, Zaycon Bryant uh, making some big plays as well. 
Uh, of course, uh, you have uh, plenty of other guys there. Uh, Cam Edge making a, a big uh, play and able to score a touchdown last night as well. So uh, obviously the offense clicking to be able to pull away there late, especially in the fourth quarter. Yeah, definitely. I thought, you know, we, we had opportunities the whole game and, you know, we were doing that same sort of thing is kind of keeping them in the game by turning the ball over or, or you know, defensively, it, you know, it's, my safeties got lost and, and, and gave up some big uh, passes. So we've got to overcome that, but we, we, we did and we're able to pull away in the, in the second half, you know, really, really big so that we could then get some, you know, some twos in and, actually were able to sneak a few threes in for just a few minutes. Yeah, absolutely. That always good for sure. And uh, Coach, defensively, flipping into that side of the ball, North Oconee, an impressive offense. And uh, defensively, you guys able to hold them to 17 points. Uh, obviously, did disrupt what they were trying to do uh, for most of the night. And um, obviously, uh, hold them down and come up big with some huge plays when, when the cadets needed it. Definitely, I think... Uh, Best night for certain from the defensive line. I thought those guys played well. Um, you know, without doing film study, just you know, from watching the, the sidelines, uh, Jeremiah Thomas, a sophomore nose guard, big 300 pounder, just he had a big game. And uh, as well as, as Mike Smith and Cole Simeon uh, from the end position. So I, 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 you know, they they did a good job, and it all starts with the line. We know that offensively and defensively, but they. They look like they really played well. Yeah, coach, for sure, and obviously uh, all about p- progressing. I know you still got to, you know, you know, watch the film, all that good stuff. Uh, but uh, when you look forward to progressing and keeping this team going in the right direction, obviously got a big game coming up next week uh, as well with uh, Wayne County. They're coming to Memorial Stadium. But uh, coach, uh, what do you feel like? Just initially, uh, this team can keep on hitting, str- hitting in stride and uh, getting better out here through twenty twenty one. Definitely, we, we will get better. I, I believe that we'll continue to get better, and we have to. Uh, we, these guys have that mentality. As coaches, we have that mentality, and that's how we're going to fo- focus on things is uh, let's just be, be the absolute best we can be at football. And, 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 of course, everybody wants that, but a lot of times you're just focused on winning. You want to win. That's the reward. But – but we want to be the absolute best we can at football and then let it all shake out in the end like like it will. Absolutely. Danny Britt, head coach of the Benedictine Cadets, our guest here on High School Sports Roundup, fueled by End Market. Uh, coach, certainly appreciate it. Great to have you on. Once again, congratulations there on the victory last night. And, uh, best of luck as you guys look forward. Uh, certainly be talking to you again soon. PJ, uh, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it, Coach. Uh, Danny Britt, head coach of the Benedictine Cadets, our guest here on the High School Sports Roundup. So, yeah, big win for Benedictine last night, 48-17 over North Oconee. And as he said, well, we all know uh, how special of a player Justin Thomas is, and he is able to go out there and uh, rush for 210 yards last night uh, with some big gains and some big touchdowns for the Cadets uh, as well. And uh, obviously able to spread the ball around, too. Uh, Gariner finishing 13 for 24, a buck 44 uh, there on the night. Zaquan Bryant comes up huge a few times uh, there for the cadets. Uh, Cam Edge able to make his plays and do a great job for Benedictine and really pull away there in the fourth quarter as uh, it was 34 to 17 there late, but uh, Benedictine able to score some late and uh, obviously get the twos and threes in for the cadets. And 
like you said, still some room to improve, still some mistakes made. Even Justin Thomas with uh, his big game uh, ended up uh, fumbling the football there once for the cadets uh, there early in the game. So uh, still got strides to make, a few drop passes there for Benedictine as well. So uh, we'll see how they can do and uh, progress moving forward. Have Wayne County coming to town there next week. And uh, Wayne County, not, not a great football team right now, uh, just with things that they've been going through as uh, you have covid and a contact tracing and everything like that. Some some programs getting hit worse than others uh, there, and uh, we'll see how Benedictine can fare against Wayne County uh, coming up next week. But uh, Cadets get, grab their first victory of 2021 there, and we'll see uh, how they can progress forward from that. But uh, some big wins from Savannah area teams there last night as well, all around the area. One of those Johnson, the Adam Smashers, get their first victory of 2021 with a win over Jenkins, 14-8. to We'll come back, chat with Kenderick Bonner, head coach of the Johnson Adam Smashers uh, here on the High School Sports Roundup, fueled by Market on ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton, and the ESPN app and ESPNCoastal.com. And welcome back. It's High School Sports Roundup here on ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton, the ESPN app, ESPNCoastal.com. PJ Zuko here with you this morning as we look at all these high school football games around the Savannah Hilton Head area last night and some uh, big wins, obviously, for Savannah teams. One of those, the Johnson Adams Smashers getting their first victory of 2021 with a defensive battle there with Jenkins and the Adams Smashers come away with the 14 to 8. Win. Joining us now, the head coach of the Johnson Adams Smashers football team, Derek Bonner, here with us on the High School Sports Roundup. Coach, great to have you on. How you doing this morning? Good morning. Good morning. Thank you all for having me. Well, Coach, absolutely great to have you on this morning, especially after the, the big Johnson win there last night, 14-8 over Jenkins. And, Coach, I know a defensive struggle back and forth there last night, but able to come away with a big win and uh, gain some momentum going into region play. Yeah, that was huge for us. Um, the message to the team uh, lately has just been uh, effort don't win football games. Um, it comes it comes down to another E word, and that other E word is execution. And so um, we've we've put a lot of good effort out in the first three non-region games, but that that wasn't good enough. It was it wasn't cutting it. And so last night, I think they finally brought the other part with the effort, and they executed a little bit better. And so we finally got on the right side of things. Yeah, Coach, absolutely. Like you said, able to execute, uh, able to execute very well, especially in important moments during the game. And uh, defensively, Coach, just able to make so many big plays uh, throughout the night, uh, whether it be uh, forcing incomplete passes, uh, making tackles there, uh, tackles for losses, and things like that. Uh, defensively, your guys just kind of all over the place and defending that that wing T offense of Jenkins. Yeah. Um... With, with an offensive line the size of, of Jenkins' offensive line, we had to throw a lot of different personnel packages at it um, in the trenches from the D-line to the linebacking core. And um, they, they, answered, they answered the bell. I mean, the secondary, we had, a, we had our hands full with uh, the wide receiving core, especially uh, Trey Brown leading the way. We had our hands filled with that guy. Um, but we, we, we fought it out play after play. We just made plays. Yeah, Coach, for sure. And uh, defensively able to do that. Uh, offensively, you guys able to get two touchdown passes from uh, Keon Edwards to Ted Hurst uh, there to, to win the game. Uh, ultimately, a uh, big one there in the fourth quarter to put uh, the Adam Smashers up for, for good and, and win it with that. But, uh, Coach, how is it in a game like that? Obviously, defensive battle back and forth, and you know you have guys and athletes that, that want to go out there and make big plays every time, uh, especially you know Ted Hurst on the outside. But 
important to, to stay patient in a game like that and uh, make sure just to hit, to hit it when you can and hit it when it's available. And uh, you guys were certainly able to do that too. Um, the biggest thing for us was figuring out how to actually uh, manage the game. Not not that we can't go fast or anything like that, but like you said, just staying patient. And so the message to the team uh, this week was this, man. We play the game one play at a time, and then you also turn around and play it one quarter at a time. I, I tell them all the time, the game can't be won in the first quarter. It cannot be won in the first quarter. So stay composed. And I know it's tough. I know it's tough, but that's the message, man. One play at a time, one quarter at a time. Talking to Ken Derek Bonner, head coach of the Johnson Adams Smashers here on the High School Sports Roundup. They defeat uh, Jenkins last night, uh, 14-8. to There for uh, the first victory of 2021 for the Adams Smashers. And, and Coach, as you said, uh, it certainly got the athletes on the outside to, to be able to make some big plays also in the rushing game as you guys uh, committed to the run there last night as well and uh, certainly uh, yielded some, some success there rushing the football with the offensive line paving the way for, for some good rushing, rushing gains last night. Yeah, um, with the offensive line, um, it's amazing that you highlight them because I, I sat them down after practice. I personally sat the O-line down after practice and um, I asked them a question. I gave them a challenge. I said, hey, when are you guys going to put the put the game on y'all's shoulders and tell us, hey, coach, bring it behind us. We can do this. We're going to lead the way. And they answered the bell. And, and with the leaders on the O-line being um, Jaden Boone, number 55, a three-year starter, been starting since he was a freshman. He's now a junior. And then um, right beside him at guard, uh, David Petty um, is a junior also, but um, he's a second-year starter. So those two guys lead the way up there in the trenches, Jaden Boone and David Petty. Uh, like you said, they able to to take that challenge and certainly move forward with it and uh, play very well last night uh, against Jenkins to be able to get the victory. And uh, Coach, obviously, oh, we just uh, mentioned him a second ago, but uh, Ted Hurst, they able to make some big plays last night uh, through the receiving game, score uh, those touchdowns uh, for the Adam Smashers. And he's a guy that, that he, he's made some big plays throughout the whole season, uh, even with the few losses there to start the year and a, a guy that can certainly go up and, and get it against a, a lot of the cornerbacks that he's going to see throughout the year. Well, what does he bring to the table for you, not only you know on and off the field, and uh, just obviously with, with his explosive plays for the Adam Smashers on the outside as well? Well, with a guy like him, uh, if you know anything about football, defenses can't stack the box because they just know that we're going to run. they got to defend all – 53 yards of the field, um, east to west, and then they got to defend it 100 yards uh, north and south just because he can take the top off the defense. 6'4", running a 4'6", uh, 40, and he got hands like magnets. The ball just stick to it. Right, absolutely. Like you said, they're able to make those big plays and uh, got, certainly go up and get it and uh, have really good hands there as well. Ted Hurst uh, comes home with uh, two touchdowns there last night and the victory for the Johnson Adam Smashers. Well, Coach, obviously you get the win there. You look forward now to region play as well. Uh, as you look at region play, what do the Adam Smashers need to keep on progressing with uh, throughout the rest of the season to make sure uh, you, you guys are able to get these big wins and make it in the playoffs once again? Well, the defense got to continue to do what they're doing. Um, they have to continue to get better. And, and on the offensive side of things, we need to figure out a way to continue to manage the game so that we can – and get back to what I said at the beginning, being a hot-octane offense, less turnovers, less turnovers, less turnovers, more ball security. And um, I think it's going to be good for us. Uh, we got our eyes on a region championship. We're trying to go for it. 
Absolutely, Coach. And could you feel it uh, there, the, the energy in the locker room last night after getting the victory, obviously uh, bit being able to uh, build this momentum and get that win, like you said, get, get something out of the non-region play and uh, finally be able to turn that corner and look forward to region? Yeah, the team is excited. Um, the coaching staff is excited. We know that we got to get back to work on um, Sunday and the coaches meet and we got to get to work on Monday. Um, we got a bye week next week, but we're still practicing. We're still practicing. So, yeah, we could definitely feel the momentum, and I think the guys are going to show up at practice all next week, ready to prepare for uh, Liberty County, our first region game. Yeah, absolutely. Looking forward to it. Adam Smashers get the victory there last night over Jenkins 14-8. Look forward to Liberty County here in a few weeks and starting that region play uh, for Johnson after the bye week. Derek Bonner, head coach of the Johnson Adam Smash has been our guest here on the High School Sports Roundup. Uh, Coach, uh, great to have you on once again. Um, Congrats there on that win last night. Best of luck as you look forward throughout the bye week and uh, region play as well. And uh, we'll certainly be talking again soon. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Y'all have a great day. I appreciate it, Coach. You too. Uh, Kaderic Bonner, head coach of the Johnson Adams Smashers here with us on the High School Sports Roundup, fueled by N-Market. So, yeah, big night for the Adams Smashers last night. Defensively able to uh, kind of shut down and slow down uh, Jenkins there all night. Obviously, uh, the Warriors able to get in the end zone uh, there for those eight points. But uh, Jenkins, uh, Johnson, other than that, able to come up big, obviously, when that defense and when the team uh, needed him most. And uh, still, Keon Edwards, that, that connection uh, to Ted Hurst has been very prevalent throughout the season, uh, even in, in the tough losses uh, for the Adam Smashers. Those two have made some big plays together. And uh, Ted Hurst, a, a tough guy to cover there on the outside. I have, have certainly uh, d- done a couple Johnson games and just uh, seeing him go up and, and get it, uh, whether it's you know one guy cover him or two guys covered uh, certainly a very talented wide receiver there for Johnson. And uh, like Coach Bonner said, makes it so, you know, you can't stack the box against that running game of Johnson. You still got to be able to respect the passing game. And, you know, I have some other athletes there for, for Johnson as well that do the same thing. So uh, the Adam Smashers, uh, certainly if, they, if they're able to put it all together, uh, can be a team, I think, that can compete uh, for that region championship uh, going through. Obviously got the big game and a, a tough to ask uh, with Liberty County coming up in a few weeks. But uh, I think the Johnson Adam Smashers is going to be up for it. One of the things, though, one of the notable things uh, for the Adam Smashers moving into region play, penalties. Uh, penalties big la- last night, not as big as they have been in the first three games. Uh, so getting away from that a little bit. But as they've said, going through the bye week and looking forward to region play, maybe uh, that's something uh, the Adam Smashers can, can keep progressing with there as well. And uh, we'll see if the, this Johnson Adam Smashers team can compete for the region championship uh, following their non-region schedule there with a big win over Jenkins last night. But we'll come back, wrap it all up, go through these scores uh, once again for you and get you set for Georgia football later in the day right here on ESPN Radio. But uh, that's here on the High School Sports Roundup, fueled by Market on ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton at the ESPN app and ESPNCoastal.com. And welcome back to the High School Sports Roundup here on ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, the ESPN app, ESPNCoastal.com. PJ Zuko here with you, all fueled by N Market here on the Roundup. Let's go through it one more time here before we let you go and get you set for Georgia football here on ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head. Last night you heard it here on ESPN Radio's uh, coverage of Benedictine Cadets football presented by Savannah Toyota. It was Benedict and the Cadets defeating North Oconee 48 
to win that one, get their first win of 2021 uh, for the cadets. Uh, looked uh, a lot better there last night and a really solid, yeah, a few, a few hiccups here and there, but really able to uh, impose their will on North Oconee, especially late in the ballgame and pull away 48-17. to Also last night, you saw it on ESPNCoastal.com for ESPN's high school game day game of the week. Fueled by N Market, brought to you by Savannah and Low Country Honda dealers. It was the Brunswick High Pirates defeating New Hampstead 52 to 24, giving the Phoenix their first loss of 2020 of 2021. Uh, but Brunswick High scores uh, seven rushing touchdowns in that one, and uh, the Phoenix uh, have a tough night. Uh, really, Brunswick High just starts the game extremely well in that one. Uh, getting up 21 to nothing with with some big special teams plays uh, that was huge, and of course rushing the football really well too. But New Hampshire going to go into a bye week, and I, I, they're going to be just fine. Uh, I think they competed really well throughout the whole game there last night, and the Phoenix going to be all right uh, certainly the the rest of the year. This Brunswick High kind of a buzzsaw right now. I mean that that's a really good football team. But Islands gets the victory over Savannah as well, 35 to nothing. It was Johnson over Jenkins, 14 to eight. Savannah Country Day falls to Metter, uh, 40 to 10. John Millage Academy uh, defeats Savannah Christian, 40 to seven last night as well. Charlton County defeating McIntosh County Academy, 22 to eight. Calvary Day, the 28 to nothing law uh, victory. Excuse me. At North Cobb Christian, the Cavaliers rolling right now and uh, dominating, especially defensively. 28 to nothing away from home, uh, certainly quieting that crowd there at North Cobb Christian as a Calvary Day, winning some big ball games uh, to start this 2021 season. Uh, Wayne County falls to South Effingham 33-30 last night. It was Porter God over Bethesda 49 to nothing there last night. And uh, also... Hilton Head Prep defeats St. Andrews 14 to nothing. It was Hilton Head over Lake Marion 27 to 6. So uh, that'll do it here for the high school sports roundup, fueled by N Market on ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, the ESPN app, and ESPNCoastal.com. Of course, you have Georgia and UAB coming up here on ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head. Kickoff there at 3.30. So pregame starting in about 30 minutes here on ESPN Radio Savannah Hilton. So be sure to stay tuned for that. But we'll be back here with you next week from 10 to 11 every single week on the High School Sports Roundup fueled by N Market on ESPN Radio Savannah Hilton Head, the ESPN app, ESPNCoastal.com. I'm PJ Zuko. Hope you have a fantastic rest of your day. Stay safe. Remember uh, 9-11 and God bless.